Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June the 6th, and our chapter for today is a very familiar one that is read week by week and recited in Jewish homes on Friday evening of Shabbat. The words of King Lemuel begin Proverbs 31. The utterance which his mother taught him. Oh my goodness, what a mother has to teach her son. And how wonderful it is to have a godly mother. When Emma, when mom, when mother is a godly woman, what a difference it makes in the home. The woman is the light of the home. She sets the tone and the tenor for the home. And King Lemuel said that his mother said, What, my son? And what, son of my womb? And what, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. Now, all the way down through verse 9, we have an admonition and admonitions, instructions from King Lemuel's mother, telling him that he needs to watch what he puts in his mouth and needs to watch what he puts in his mind And he needs to watch his relationships and associations with all people, but especially women, because it is many times finances, sex, alcohol, drugs, women, men that keep a man from fulfilling what it is that God has put him on this earth to do. And so as you read 31 of Proverbs, you're going to over and over again see these warnings. And it's given in various ways. And it's said in different lights and nuances. She comes to four and says, It's not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink. You see, this is not a complete condemnation of wine. What it is, is saying the truth that when a leader takes wine in, his cognitive value goes down. And because of his leadership position, he can make very bad decisions. It is intoxicating, and it's easy to step over the line. It's better for any leader to just let it alone. And it says, be careful because it is in these times when you are drinking and intoxicating that the enemy will come in. He will numb your senses. He will do away with your inhibitions. Your conscience will be seared with a hot iron and you will pervert justice. When you do that, you treat people and especially those who are dying, those who are needy, those who are poor and poverty-stricken in a way that you shouldn't. Why? Because you become callous. So there is the warning all the way down through verse 9 to plead with Lemuel the king from his mother, 
let drink and women alone. He's not talking about not having a wife and having a godly relationship with a woman. That's not what the writer of the book of Proverbs is saying. What this writer is saying is, this is what mom taught me. Stay alert, stay awake, and stay away from women who will drag you down. And this is the downfall of many, and we have to be very careful. That's what this was talking about, the wrong kind of woman, the wrong kind of things that we imbibe and take into our system. But then when you come to verse 10, you have the passages that are quoted many times on Shabbat meals as the husband blesses the children and he wants the sons to be like Ephraim, the son of Joseph, and Manasseh, the son of Joseph, that they would be fruitful and be blessed. And the girls, the daughters of the family at Shabbat, they are blessed with the blessing of Leah, of Rachel, of Sarah, Abraham's wife, Rebecca, these mothers in Israel that led the way. Does that mean that they were perfect? Absolutely not. All you have to do is read the stories of the jealousy and the perversion and the thoughts of wickedness that went through these ladies' minds toward one another and toward their husband and toward God. But yet they were mothers in Israel and virtuous. It does not mean they're perfect. And no mother's going to be, no father's going to be. But it says, who can find a virtuous wife? And the word there is one that is strong. As a matter of fact, this word is translated army many times. Most of the time it's translated that. I think it's over 80 times in the Tanakh that is translated army. Why? Because when you have a godly woman, she can have more influence than an entire army. She is a bastion of strength. She can influence her children, and children being influenced by godly families is how a nation is changed. Who can find a woman who has strength, virtue, efficiency for her worth? Her value is far above corals or rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. In other words, she is out doing her part to keep the family strong. She's a worker. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. He's not having to say to her as a husband, you need to get out and do something. No, she does that because she has purpose in life. She's like the merchant ships. She works willingly with her hands. She brings her food from afar. In other words, she doesn't just dawdle around the house all day and do nothing. She works when she's at home. She works when she's away from home. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. I think back so many times of my grandmother in the wintertime, she got up at 3.30 in the morning because she wanted to have breakfast on the table at 5 o'clock because we needed to get up and get ready and do what we needed to do before we went to school, anything that we needed to do around the house, anything we needed to do to help her before we left out for the day. And in the wintertime, she would get up so that she could have the room that she slept in, our living room have it warm before we got up. She would have breakfast cooked so that at five o'clock every morning, as long as I can remember, my grandmother had what we called a big country breakfast now, 
but it was just gravy and biscuits and eggs and bacon, ham or sausage because we killed hogs and we had a lot of pork while it lasted. She would get up at 3.30 now. If it was summertime, she could sleep in till 4 because she didn't have to stoke the fire and get it ready. So she did that. Why? Because she was an industrious woman. She was not lazy ever. As a matter of fact, to get up that early, she had to get in bed early. So when the chickens, our chickens would fly up in the trees, we had some plum trees out back. And when the chickens flew up to roost in the trees at night, my grandmother would go to bed because she knew that if she was going to be able to work the next day, she had to get into bed because she was crippled. She had to work twice as hard to do what most women do on a regular basis. And so she was very industrious, and I just think of her so many times when I read this. And it says she also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household, a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it from the profits of the plants that she plants a vineyard. In other words, she is industrious and she does whatever it takes to provide for the family. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff. These are sewing terms and her hand holds the spindle. In other words, she, just because it's night, she doesn't stop. That's when she does what most women would call work. That is what she did just to kind of relax and wind down. She's not afraid for snow for her household, and all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. Yes, for her, for her work, not for his. That's the context here. When he sits among the elders of the land, he's known by them. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time to come. In other words, she's not afraid for winter to come because she's worked hard to save and to do what needs to be done. And she speaks. And when she speaks, it is words of wisdom. And in her tongue, she's not backbiting people. She's not tearing people down. She's not negative. In her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. The best way I know for trouble to be in the home is for either the male or the female to not have a plan and a purpose every day and get up and do something and live life that's worth living and make a difference for good for someone else's life or for their family. To just sit around is unhealthy, either in retirement or before retirement, whatever that word retirement means in your mind. Because God made us to work. God made us to have purpose. God made us with design and he has a plan for our lives and when we're just sitting around we have a tendency whether it's men or women but especially women where their husband is out working and doing something and they're not doing something they don't have a purpose what they do is they begin to dream up what he's not doing right and what needs to happen in their relationship and what he needs to do better than what he's doing. This I counsel with so many couples that this is the case and it causes damage in the home. The virtuous woman is constantly working for the betterment of her family. And this is what this entire proverb says. 
She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. This is what the Jewish families do on Shabbat evening. Her husband also, and he praises her. Where? In front of everybody, in front of the children. Wouldn't it be wonderful for the wife to be blessed in front of everyone by the husband, for good words to be said in front of the children? Here's what King Lemuel said. Many daughters have done well, have done virtuously, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. Isn't that true? But a woman who fears the Lord, who gives God his rightful place, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. In other words, she's earned respect. She has earned honor. She is a virtuous woman, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Men, I want to encourage you to do all you can to encourage your wife. Read First Peter chapter 3. And men especially, don't look at what the woman's responsibility would be. Look at what your responsibility, what we as men need to be doing and acting and the attitude we need to have toward our wife. And the Bible speaks very clearly about what we are to do and not do. Again, read First Peter chapter 3, not for what the woman should be doing, that's for another day, but what we as men should be doing toward our wives and what God will do if we do not honor our wives and do what he says concerning them. And also, bless your wife publicly. Bless your wife before the children so that they will honor her as well. Because you are the leader of the home, sir, and how you treat your wife will make a difference in how your children will treat their mother. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.